You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Samson podcast coming to you live from Stand Up New York Labs in Manhattan, New York City. It's very exciting to be here for the 26th time. I'm one of your three hosts, Chris Flannery. I'm also joined on my right side here by one of my old friends, Joseph Noe. Hi, guys. And across the table, one of my new and close friends, Mr. Andrew Genelosi. Hey, everybody. Wow, it's very exciting to be here. Hi, guys. How's it going? It's going good. Uh, aside from, I'm very nervous about things not running right right now, but I think we're okay. Do you feel like you don't have as much confidence in Evan as you should? No, it's not that. It's not Evan, but kind of it is. Okay. Um, it's yeah. sort of on us because we taught him, but True. you know, if it doesn't go well, it doesn't go well. But I will tell you this, I will straight up murder you if we don't get this episode in the can. Yeah, so exactly. that's it. So that's so. the only penalty that you'll face. <laughs> uh, welcome to the program, everyone. Thank you so much for all the tweets and SoundCloud comments and emails. The support that we get for the show is amazing. Thank you. It's amazing. It means a lot to us. We love it. We love hearing from everybody. Please continue to support us. We're going to continue to do the show. If you feel like it, share an episode on Facebook. Share it with your friends. Share around where we're getting more listens. We're getting more subscriptions. You can go to SoundCloud.com slash Mandatory Samson. Subscribe to the podcast on there. And uh, we'd greatly appreciate it. But things are going really well. Uh, Joe, did you get any tweets this week or anything interesting uh i got a few retweets from our uh, loyal listeners so thank you oh wow okay that's very exciting yeah i got a ton of uh t- tweets this week it was really good yeah i did too i actually got some stuff uh that we're going to talk about on the show our friend megan from toronto that always sends us uh different good clips. Oh, nice she sent a really good I-, I don't watch the john oliver show the last week tonight but i did start DVRing it now. Yeah. He interviewed uh, Edward Snowden this week. Oh, okay. Which was really good. Megan brought it to my attention, so I really appreciate that. And we're going to talk about uh, a part of that interview later on in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can't help but notice. I mean, if you're not watching on Daily Motion, you can't see it. But we have a giant thing of warheads that Andy bought today. Yeah. Would you That's care to big. Would you care to talk about that? Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll bring that up. I have this giant container of warheads because I was in line at a store buying this nice shirt that I'm wearing and these they had this a giant thing of warheads, they had a giant thing of Smarties and a giant thing of Mike and Ikes, I believe. Okay. But I hadn't seen warheads since I was like 8 or 9 years old and I remembered how much of a bastard they are to <laughs> to talk. <laughs> with them in your mouth and so that's what we're going to do today we're going to make joey read stuff with a mouthful of warheads yeah joey Aww. are you are you prepared to inform the samsonites and the nobodies and the androids i was not not with the warheads no yeah. this is uh it should be entertaining it will be and it doubles as a <laughs> piggy bank once we're done with the warheads which i realized after i bought it so it was like the base best eight bucks i've ever spent it just makes nice. good sense it does C-E-N-T-S. It's a piggy bank. You got it. Oh, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the one thing that I want you to do above all else during the recording of this episode, Jay? Uh, You want great titles. Oh, yes, that's correct. That's absolutely exactly correct. Um, All right. So make sure you do that. And then later in the episode, you're going to talk about a bunch of stuff that we talked about before the show, and you're going to have warheads in your mouth. I think you should just be continually eating the warheads throughout the episode. How's that? 
Are we going to start now, then? Yeah, you can start now, and then you just okay. keep a track of how many you've eaten. I'm guessing over 14 during All this right. episode. What do you think his first flavor will be? Blueberry. Or whatever. That it's blueberry. raspberry, bro. Raspberry. I right. want it to be blue raspberry. You want it to be blue raspberry? Yeah, well, can we have that it's going to be none of those. <laughs> it's going to be my choice, which is the extreme sour apple, which were always my favorite. So and enjoy, buddy. All go. right, Joey. So there you go. So I hope uh, you survive. We'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see how many words it takes to kill somebody. Speaking of which, great segue, uh, not to make light of this, but the first topic we wanted to get into, Andy, you had tweeted this uh, to me. Obviously, I saw it later on, but yeah. you had sent me the uh, article and the video about Walter Scott, this uh, 50-year-old guy from North Charleston mm-hmm. who was shot eight times in the back by a white police officer and murdered. Yep. So that's not a great story, as as far as like it fits into the narrative, like the Eric Garner, Michael Brown stuff, this is a little bit different, and here's why: because the town is reacting appropriately, the people that are in charge are reacting appropriately. The guy that shot him, um, Michael Slager, mm-hmm. he's already been charged with murder and fired from the police department, and there's appropriate response from the people that are in the charge. Handling it correctly, that's great. Yes. So I have the video for those of you that haven't seen it. It's very easy to find it. Yeah, you can just go on YouTube or any. I'm sure a lot of sites have the video up as well. Uh, you can see what happened. We're just going to quickly watch the altercation unfold, and then we'll get into it. So this is the video of uh, Walter Scott being murdered um, for no reason, really. The officer says, shots fired. Yeah. Walter L. Scott, 50, had been stopped for a broken taillight. The officer later said he feared for his life, which is absurd if you're watching the video. Meanwhile, now he's yelling at the guy he just killed with those eight shots. You heard them. He tells him to put his hands behind his back. He's dead. He's definitely dead. He's handcuffing him right now. Yeah, he's currently handcuffing him, I guess, to pretend like he's not dead. Yeah. So this guy's fuckity fucked. Um, can you go back to the beginning of the video? Because there was something, there's something weird in the beginning that I noticed, and it fits into the whole taser thing. Sure. Yeah, let's see it. Yeah, we're going to get into like the specifics yeah, of it, but okay. sure. What, what are you trying to say? Right. right when he starts shooting. Stop, oh, oh stop, I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. No, no, no. Back up a little bit. Okay. Here. Yeah, just say when to stop. Nope. Stop. See that? That looks like to me, and when the video is playing, you can see it clear. Oh yes. Like the, the string that the, the yes. taser prods are attached to. One hundred percent. And that I saw, I noticed that like from the first huh. time I saw the video. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, we're looking at the video right now. We freeze framed it at twenty, about twenty seconds. The cop clearly has shot the guy already with a taser. And you can see, if I'm not mistaken, I think. The that might be the taser. Either still on his belt, or that might be it on the ground, which wouldn't make sense for for that really angle. Makes sense for where the direction it's going, but I but like when the video is clearly playing, you can see it. It looks like the prods, uh, the whatever that's attached to the prods of the taser. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In any event, okay. So I think basically what happened was leading up to the incident, the mm. guy got pulled over for a broken taillight, as they said. Mm-hmm. He was wanted for, I think he had like child support payments or something. Yeah, that's what it was, was child support. So he gets pulled over, Mm -hmm. and obviously he's 50 years old. He's scared. He doesn't want to go to jail. Yeah. So he ran. 
okay, there was a bit of an altercation. The cop did shoot him with the taser. The cop later claims that he, that Walter Scott tried to steal the taser from him. He said he got it from him. That he got it from him, which isn't true. You can yeah. see that it's not well, true. And, yeah. and then, well, let's keep playing the video because he goes and gets the taser and then drops it next to him. Right. Yeah, which is even, right, exactly, which is even more fucked up. And there's a guy filming it that happens to be there. And he looks over right there and sees the guy filming yes. it. Yes. He notices it. Yes. And I will say this, though, for people that, like, because this shit keeps happening and yeah. we're going to be filming these these occurrences, don't, zo- and this maybe sounds like a joke, I'm not joking, don't zoom in with your camera. No, don't. Stay as stay with the wide shot and then just try to get as close as possible and stay still because the video can be enhanced later. Exactly. And you can see what happens because this is extremely shaky. And if it wasn't so cut and dry, you might miss a part of it. Okay. Yeah. So here we have the police officer running back to where he was standing when he fired the shots. He picks something up off the ground. And now he's walking back over, or is about to be walking back over. Yeah, he walks over, and it appears as though he tries to plant the taser next to the guy to corroborate the story. He has the taser in his hand right now. The guy's kind of putting his camera down because he's obviously getting nervous. The cops are looking at him. And (laughs) there. Yeah, it says, the video says the officer drops an object near Mr. Scott, which is a taser. It is. The, so you can see the yellow of it. It's yeah. A, yeah, the it's black and yellow standard issue police taser. So he's trying, obviously. Which Darren Wilson didn't have. No, which probably could have <laughs> potentially uh, saved somebody's life. But yeah. That's okay. But anyway, all right. So that's that's basically the important part of the video. Although, at this point, you can see that they're not trying to resuscitate the guy. They no. know he's dead, but they're acting as though he's not. Uh, it's just a, st- it's a, another ridiculous situation. Uh, what do you think, Andy? Do you, to me, it doesn't seem like it's racially motivated, but I mm. think the argument that's always made is that if that was a white guy running, would they have shot him eight times in the back? Probably, Ex- maybe exactly. not. No, I don't think so. Well, I mean, there's obviously, there is no excuse when somebody's running away from you, you can't shoot them. Like, that's just the way it is. Unless that guy, unless that uh, when Walter was running away, unless he had already shot at him and was, like, running away then, then you could maybe make the argument if he still had a gun in his hand and, like, had turned around, shot, and then run. Yeah. Maybe. But that's not what happened. They had a light altercation. The guy got away from him, and then he shot him eight times. Right. So, like, that's, there's no excuse for that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to that gun. No, and if it was a white guy, probably wouldn't happen, in my opinion. I, I don't know. That's just... I, I don't know the guy, obviously, but right. that's just what I believe. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, speculation, but that's something that has been talked about quite a bit, where it's like, why is this excessive use of force used against uh, people of color, particularly black people? Yeah. And it happened with Tamir Rice. We saw it. The kid's a, he's a kid, yeah, and they didn't even ask any questions. They just shot him dead. Pulled up and shot him. Right. Would that happen if it was a little white kid? Maybe not. Probably not. Probably not. The thing I don't understand is how the cop said that he felt threatened. Like, how, how could he possibly feel threatened? Not only that, then you have a 50-year-old man turn the other way and run away from you. Right. How far could he really have got? Like, there's no reason to shoot him in well, the Well, he didn't get that far. He got, like, you know. He was, like, 20 feet away from him. The officer right. stopped, planted his feet, feet, unholstered his weapon, and shot him. Yes. Like, took aim with both hands and shot him eight times. The thing is, if you could shoot that guy eight times in the back, you could shoot him twice in the leg and stop him and not kill him. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's not that I'm saying that he should have been shot at no, all. No, but-, but, but still, like... You, you're obviously in any situation, whether you're a pedestrian, like defend, trying to make the argument of self-defense or a police officer, when somebody's turning and running away from you and is 20 feet away from you with their back turned, you can't shoot them. No, you're going to go to jail for that. Absolutely. And you should. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, good response from uh, what the hell's the guy's name? Mayor Keith Summy. Yeah. He, uh, mm-hmm. he immediately fired this guy, the cop, and charged him with murder. So, well, the mayor didn't, but you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. The other thing is that they reacted extremely quickly. They've announced that they're going to get body cameras for every officer in the force. And they're just going to be wearing them from now on because video makes a difference, obviously. Mm-hmm. Well, if there was no video of this, highly likely this guy does not get arrested or charged with anything. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. There would there would have been probably a 90% chance that he walked on it if there was no video of it. Absolutely, yeah. because it's just their accounts. It's the exactly. dead man, which is always the case. It's a always dead the black dead... man and a white police exactly. officer. Exactly. So who, who do you think is going to get uh, believed there? Yeah. You know? Um, I don't know. Joey, you got any thoughts about that? I mean, this is a weird one because I don't, obviously I feel bad that the guy got killed. The altercation. Yeah. Shouldn't have happened. You're right. He shouldn't have run away probably, but that's not a justification to kill the guy. Mm. And also you watch the video. He's not running fast at all. They no. could have caught the guy a couple more steps. They would have caught him, tackle him, whatever mm-hmm. that he opted to go to shoot him. The other thing about it, that's interesting that I think we talked about with one of the shootings. I can't remember what it was we're so desensitized because of movies or whatever that you're used to seeing these huge reactions when people get shot. It's yeah, a big dramatic yeah. thing. He just looks like he's getting like stung by a bee. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and he just he, drops down. He like high steps and then he falls and that's it. That guy's life is over at that point. Yeah, and he falls kind of slowly too. Like right. that last shot really like puts him down, but he just kind of slows down and like just eventually crumbles and yeah. he's dead right there. You Like you can tell when the cop finally gets over to him and goes to handcuff him, like he's been dead. Oh, absolutely, yeah. When he hits the ground, he's dead. And people were, I was reading, people were critiquing that they didn't um, try to do any, like, CPR No, they didn't. Because they know he's dead. Yeah, there's no point. Or maybe they don't, and that's another fuck-up, and they should should have tried to do something. But you should have got eight times in the back. You kind of know you probably got him. So, anyway, so this is a 50-year-old guy, you know, dead for no reason, and it's another case of white officer shoots black man. So we'll see what happens. I think the difference in this one, I'm sure it's going to cause outrage as it should. The difference is that justice seems like it will be done in this case. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't bring the life back, but well, they still got to convict him, which I'm hoping, you know, with this response that it won't be an issue and they'll just do it quickly, but you never know. Yeah. You never know, but at least there's charges, you know, like yeah, that's true. we're not fighting to get somebody at least have a trial. To the next at, step. Yeah. Yeah. At least right. looked at for it. <laughs> yeah. So a- anyway, I mean, there's not too much more to say about that. We watched the video. If you guys haven't seen it, you can check it out. It's pretty cut and dry. I mean, almost unanimously I've seen people calling it murder. It is what it is. Like mm-hmm. he, he shouldn't have done it. And that's it. Did you finish that first warhead? How was that? It's only sour. He's still got it rattling around. Well, I, I, I we'll do give him another one. It. That's the sweet part now. He can have another one. <laughs> All, All right. right. So this is number two. What color we got? I'll let you pick this one. Ooh. Do yellow. Yellow. Oh, nice. Right. A lemon warhead. I had one yeah. before. It's um, a, a, a rancid bastard in your mouth. It's terrible. <laughs> I it's think I had a lemon one, too. I'm going to have one also. Okay, great. It's not enjoyable. Um, okay. So, all right. So that's out of the way. We'll keep our eye on it, obviously. But I think that that is kind of what it is. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about, because this was big news that we had been talking about leading up to when it was announced, the uh, Iran nuclear deal framework has come out. Okay. And there's been a lot of back and forth um, about whether Congress should have say in the framework, whether they should have veto power over it, whether they should be able to edit it or whatever. 
Um, I don't think they should. Like we talked about, I don't think Congress uh, should have something to do with our foreign policy to that extent. Um, that's not necessarily what we're going to get into. Mm-hmm. I want to just run down briefly little descriptions of what the framework is so you can hear without any spin, without any bullshit. This is what the deal does. Yeah, because, this is what it is. Because you're going to hear a lot about this is a bad deal. Where, and I have some quotes that we mm-hmm. can read at the end of it. But you're hearing a lot back and forth. But to me, the details of this deal are a good deal because people think that Iran is building a bomb anyway. Mm-hmm. They don't think that they're going to listen because of the sanctions or anything like that. So why not try to put a deal in place that would at least lessen it or limit their ability to do something that you think they're going to do anyway? There's a no. It's a no-lose situation. Mm-hmm. You might as well try to put um, a deal in place. So what, Jay? Were you no, no, something? no. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. So basically here's the framework, and this is a good article that I read on the on Vox, which is a website I've been going to recently. Um, and they just broke it down really simply, and then I broke it down even further. So as far as centrifuges are concerned, which is where you would enrich uranium, Iran will be allowed about 6,000 centrifuges, 5,000 at one facility and then 1,000 at this Fordo facility, which was like a hidden one that they had been using for many years. Okay. But now it's open. And we know what's there, and it's open to inspections. So they'll have about 6,000 centrifuges down from 20,000 that it currently operates, and they can only use the first generation, which is like a much shittier model than the newer technologies that they could be using. So it drastically limits their ability to enrich uranium. To that point, as far as uranium enrichment is concerned, they will be allowed to enrich uranium only to 3.67%, which you can use as nuclear fuel, but is not the amount that you would need to enrich to create a nuclear bomb, that number is 90% enrichment. Okay. So that's a vast, vast cavern between a nuclear bomb and the amount of uranium yeah. that they're able to enrich, which is seems pretty cut and dry to me. But a lot of people are complaining, well, they can still enrich uranium, they can make a bomb. No, they can't. If they're going over 3.67%, we're going to know. We have inspections there, and we can yeah. definitely tell. Okay, so that's right off the bat. That's great. As far as their stockpile is concerned, they will be required to reduce the stockpile of enriched uranium from 10,000 kilograms to 300 kilograms, which is 97% of its nuclear arsenal. Okay? Down. Perfect. That sounds like a good thing to me. Plutonium, which is the other thing that you can enrich to create a nuclear bomb. Iran will be required to rebuild its plutonium plant at Arik such that it will only make energy-grade plutonium and will ship out its spent plutonium. It is barred from heavy water reactor use, which is what you would do to enrich it. Mm-hmm. It will now only make nuclear fuel. Okay, so so far, sounds good. I don't know what the problem is, is that people have. It's just that they don't trust Iran. But okay, you didn't trust them before the deal was in place, so what difference Why does it make? Why not just do it? Exactly. Uh, inspections. This is a key one. The International Atomic Energy Agency uh, will have access to Iran's nuclear sites, the uranium mines and mills, centrifuge plants, and supply chains. It will monitor dual-use technologies. It can access, quote, suspicious sites. Inspectors will be in a really good position to make sure Iran isn't cheating on a deal or trying to build another secret facility somewhere. If Iran does try to cheat, the world will be much more likely to know. Okay, so we will be much more likely to know whether Iran is trying to cheat, enrich uranium, or build more plants. After the deal, not before the deal. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay, so why would you be against that deal? Fine. Uh, another quote, and then we can just get to um, some of the negative reaction to it. It's not something that we really need to get into. It's just important to know the facts about this thing. If this deal is fully into implemented, and this is from Bloomberg News, I think. So not exactly liberal, right? If this deal is fully implemented, Iran will be unable to build a nuclear bomb by enriching uranium or by reprocessing plutonium for a decade. 
Some of the restrictions imposed by this deal would last for 15 years, and the international inspections of certain aspects of Iran's nuclear program would stay in place for 25 years. So basically for at least, let's say at least a decade, mm-hmm. Iran is going to be watched carefully, mm-hmm. monitored whether they're breaking the terms of the deal or not, and it's a much more open society than at that point. In 25 years, you would hope that like the young regime in Iran will have taken more uh, of a power role in, in that government and, and would probably change the culture of that place. Because right now it's not, a, it's, not a, it's not a very democratic place, but there are a ton of young people there that are ready for a change. Yes. And this is, a, I think, a good step when they can see that a deal could be done with the West. Iran and the United States could be allies. We can't look at it as like they are our enemy forever. No. They might be for now, or we might view them that way, but let's try to get to a point where there can be positive relations between us. Yes. Well, why wouldn't we want that? Absolutely. The other good thing about the 25 years is hopefully by then they might not be as reliant on the nuclear energy, and maybe that would be an alternative fuel source by then, Possibly, too. sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would hope that over time, all over the world, mm-hmm. nuclear stockpiles would be dropped down. Mm-hmm. We have thousands. We have 5,000 nuclear bombs. Yeah. It would take like 20 to just destroy the world completely. So we don't need 5,000. No. Ideally, the number that every country would have would be zero because we can't trust that the, you know, because of all the conflicts that are going to take place with global warming and all this stuff, mm-hmm. it's not a good idea to have thousands and thousands of nuclear bombs. No. no, and the whole no. thing is like, well, so what? Somebody shoots off one... Somebody else shoots one back, right? And then somebody go. else shoots off one, and then like, dude, if we start, if those ever start getting launched, like that, like the world will end. One hundred percent is mutually assured destruction. That's the absolutely. Idea, you know? Like, you think somebody's gonna let one fly, and then somebody's gonna throw one back, obviously, of course. And then somebody else's, their ally, is gonna throw one at you know fuck this country too and that's gonna be it yes well we'll be that that country you know what i mean like if if anything ever happened with the nuclear bomb against us we're going to launch an attack that will truly decimate everything except for us yes and we'll already be fucked up anyway right because somebody launched one at us so So it's in everybody's best interest and by everybody i mean humans Mm -hmm. it's in humans best interest to all just take it easy with that yeah exactly to lower the amount of nuclear weaponry that's out there and if you can get iran who we're worried about to not build one fantastic then even better and to me this deal seems like a good deal we're, it's sad that we're getting to the point of like where the world could seriously be the plot of like an Austin Powers movie. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. I totally understand what you're saying. Yes, like, I mean India and Pakistan—that's a fucking nightmare waiting to happen. Yeah, uh, they could. Eat, they both have nuclear weapons. That could be a huge no. problem. And they're if, such nice people normally. <laughs> so some of them are. Yeah. Um, the U. Oh, real quick, U.S. statement on sanctions because this was this is a Fox News talking point. People that are conservative that I've read. They are concerned because they're like the sanctions are working on Iran. Basically, what the sanctions are doing is just decimating the middle class of Iran. The population doesn't eat and they don't have food and hmm. jobs and things like that. It's hmm. not really hurting the mullahs or the ayatollahs. They're fine. Yeah. Uh, if at any time Iran fails to fulfill its commitments, the sanctions will snap back into place. It also noted that U.S. sanctions related to terrorism, human rights abuses, and ballistic missiles will not be lifted. So they're still... Significant amount of sanctions on Iran. The ones related to the nuclear program are temporarily lifted. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if they've been lifted yet because the deal isn't actually in place, but they'll be gradually removed. Yeah. And again, because a lot of people were worried, well, if we take them off, China and Russia will not be willing to put sanctions back on Iran. Well, there's a provision in place where those sanctions 
would sort of just be hanging in limbo. And if you trip the wire, then they snap back into place and you don't have to worry about going through a whole new UN resolution or anything. Okay. So that should alleviate concerns about that. These are some negative responses, just two of them that I found. Here we go. That's basically how we'll wrap it up. Senator Mark Kirk, a Republican from Illinois, declared that former British Prime Minister Neville Neville Chamberlain, quote, got a better deal from Adolf Hitler at Munich. Seriously? (laughs) It's a little <laughs> hyperbolic, wow. right? I mean, that's... I like it. I know. Well, I, he really went oh for it God. there. Ridiculous. And then Benjamin Netanyahu says that the final deal based on this framework, quote, would threaten the survival of Israel. Sure, why not? Because it seems as though Netanyahu thinks that everything other than just Israel living there... It threatens uh, it. Threatens of course Israel. it does. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, how would something that does... Like, okay... Say they put the deal in place and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. You're right where you were. Yeah. If you put the deal in place and these things are achieved over time, that puts Israel in a much better position. Right? Like ha- Fantastic how, position, how, actually. How politically... Because there would be no threat because everybody's happy. One country has a nuclear power. Right. No one's uprising. The potential of there being a weapon is dramatically declined. Everyone wins. Yeah, well, that's what I, that's how I see it. And I think if you don't have a political motivation and you're more interested in, you know, everybody staying alive, I think I think this is a good deal. So, yeah. Is you have any final thoughts on that, Andy? Or I mean, it's pretty pretty straightforward. Right? Everybody living is uh, is what I'm going with. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much in on that as well. I mean, I figure at the end of the day, we can all agree that we hate each other a good amount, but we'd all rather be alive than you know, yeah, dead enough from. Well, that's the war. thing, right? I mean, it's just so obvious that if there's nuclear weapons, like a ton of nuclear weapons floating around. Like we're yeah. all going to die. Right. If because- that if that starts, it's only going to end one way. Yes. With everybody. Yes, gone. 100%. The next nuclear bomb that is detonated is going to be the last nuclear bomb. You know what I mean? Well, not like, the... But it's going to start the, the chain reaction. Of the end. Yeah, because yes. yeah. it can only be a chain reaction. Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure the U.S. has something in place where if they know if a nuclear bomb is detonated, we probably have like automatic one. You know what I mean? Like oh, we have one that's, that's just that's ready to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. So anyway, so that's oh, what is that? The third one? What do you got? Third one. Blue raspberry. Blue yeah. Raspberry. All right. Yeah. So you're waiting for it. How are, how are those? Are you enjoying this? They're all right. They're, they're, they're only sour for like a minute. It's yeah. actually more of a pain in the ass to have it in your mouth like the hard candy for five minutes. That's true. Can I have one? Yeah. Thanks. So um, I'm thinking maybe later on we we'll try to throw three in my mouth or something, and I try to read it. Yeah, sure. I think yes. that's a terrific idea. I really like that. Um, all right. So basically, that's it with the Iran deal. Nothing. We don't have to get into the minutia of people that are like really against it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll be interesting to see whether the whether Congress does get involved in in uh, vetoing this or, or editing parts of it out. Although I don't know why they would. Again, it's just uh, it seems political to me. But has anyone from Congress actually state what they would rather have the alternative be? Like, why isn't it not a good deal? Well, I, that's the thing. I, they haven't really – nobody's really said specifically this is not a good deal. Basically, what the argument is is that we keep, we don't trust Iran. Why, oh, why okay. would Iran do this? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they would do it because they, they are tired of sanctions and they actually want to be part of the world's community. I, I don't know. Uh, Andy's just <laughs> if you hear it in the background, Andy's just rustling around a million warheads for Joey later. Um, Those are just for everybody to grab throughout the show. Warheads, we'd like a sponsorship if you could. Oh, that'd be oh, great. Speaking of which, Polar Seltzer Triple Berry tastes a little bit like cotton candy. I'm really enjoying it. Evan, if we can get a little close up on that, if you guys are watching on Daily Motion, thank you very much. Polar Seltzer, a delicious treat uh, all day long. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So the next thing I wanted to get into, and this is sort of like the 
meat of what I wanted to talk about. Um, like I mentioned, Megan from Toronto, one of our best uh, commenters and, mm-hmm. and you know listeners, she sent me this John Oliver um, episode that I watched. We're not going to listen to the whole episode, but he ends up going to Russia and he interviews Edward Snowden. That's awesome. It is awesome. It's very cool that he went there and it's good to see Snowden's doing well. Um, I, it's like a three-minute chunk of the interview that i wanted mm-hmm. to get to i would encourage everybody to at least watch the full interview part because it's interesting to see him talk but it is what it is there's a part in this and i told the guys before the show and they called me gay and whatever but hmm. i when i was watching it honestly i got teared up a little bit and the reason why i did is because i feel bad and you'll see as we get into the, uh, the because clip, you're a homo I, look, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not. I'm straight. But if I was uh, homosexual, I'd be uh, gay and proud. I would be very gay and proud. I know. I can tell. Okay. <laughs> um, I would be extremely flamboyant. Um, so anyway, the part of this is they're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, the impact of what he's released. And uh, John Oliver shows Snowden clips of Americans mm-hmm. that he asked them a couple of questions. And we'll see it as we get into it. And you guys can hear it. Uh, and it's sad. It makes me sad. It, it, it hurts me to watch this guy, Snowden, who is a, in my opinion, a patriot and a hero, not a traitor, mm-hmm. face the reality that maybe what he did didn't have the impact that he thought he did. Mm. And that, that really bothers me. So we'll get into it, and then we'll read a little bit of Megan's email, but that's fine. Let's get into the interview. Um, this is just a portion of the nightly show, not the nightly show, the last week tonight with John Oliver interviewing Edward Snowden lower technical skill set than you. That's true, but they do understand, just like you and I do, just how important it is to get this right. So the, so the New York Times took a slide, didn't redact it properly, and in the end it was possible for people to see that something was being used in Mosul on Al-Qaeda. That is a problem. Well, that's a f**k up. Mm. It is a f**k up, and these things do happen in reporting. In journalism, we have to accept that some mistakes will be made. This is a, a fundamental concept of liberty. Right, but you have to own that, then. You're giving documents with information you know could be harmful, which could get out there. Yes. If people act in bad faith. You're not even talking about bad faith. You're talking about incompetence. We are. But you will never be completely free from risk if you're free. The only time you can be free from risk is when you're in prison. I love that mm. line so much. I tweeted that after... Oh, this word is abysmal, by the way. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, he, uh, I love that line because mm-hmm. he's right. If you really live in a free society, you can't... Like we've talked about, you can't have clamps on everything. That's the risk you run. Of being free. What he means by in prison, yeah, we have the NSA and all this surveillance and mm-hmm. stuff like that. We are in a prison. And that's the idea. We tried to put the world under control. Mm. And that is not actually freedom. You have to accept the fact that there are risks involved in a free society. That yeah. people are going to get offended. Some people are going to get hurt. But if you can have an honest uh, exchange of ideas, then maybe you get to a better place where this shit is, is lessened. Mm. But it's not going to be done through force or through surveillance. It's not the proper way to do it. While the risks were significant, Snowden himself has made it clear he feels the rewards have been worth it. You said in your letter to Brazil, I was motivated by a belief that the citizens of the world deserve to understand the system in which they live. My greatest fear was that no one would listen to my warning. Never have I been so glad to have been so wrong. How did that feel? I was initially terrified that this was going to be a three-day story. Everybody was going to forget about it, but... 
when I saw that everybody around the world said, whoa, this is a problem. We have to do something about this. Uh, it felt like vindication. Even in America? Even in America. And I think we're seeing something amazing, which is if you ask the American people to make tough decisions, to confront uh, tough issues, to think about hard problems, they'll actually surprise you. Okay, that's great. here's the problem. I did ask some Americans, and boy, did it surprise me. Uh, I will say before we get into this, this is the part that did bother me because you can see Snowden's face in the interview and it, like it, it it bothers him and it, yeah. it made me upset. Mm-hmm. Um, people are la- like, it's a comedy show. I get it. Yes. But like this, while it's funny, while I get what he's doing, it's not funny. Like, no. It... And that's the thing. That's sort of the, I don't know what it was. I was in a mood. Who knows why, yeah. why it affected me that way. But it's just like. It's not funny because you're looking at a guy that really risked his everything. Mm hmm. To benefit his country, which he obviously loves, and I think he's a super sincere guy. Yes, yeah. And it's a joke that people don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. You know. So anyway, keep that in mind. Yeah, it's funny. Laugh at it. That's fine. But it, to an extent, it's not funny. It really it bothers me. But anyway, these are the reactions that Americans had uh, when they asked some questions about Snowden. I have no idea who Edward Snowden is. You've never heard of Edward Snowden. No. I have no no idea who Edward Snowden is. I've heard the name. Uh-huh. I just can't picture, think right now exactly yeah. what it is. Well, he's um, he sold some information to people. <laughs> he revealed some information that uh, shouldn't have been revealed. Uh, Edward Snowden revealed a lot of documents through WikiLeaks. Uh, Edward Snowden revealed a bunch of secrets, I guess, or information into Wiki, WikiLeaks. Edward Snowden leaked. Uh, he's in charge of WikiLeaks. I'm in charge of WikiLeaks. Not ideal. I guess on the plus side, you might be able to go home because it seems like no one knows who the f*** you are or what the f*** you do. We can't expect everybody to be uniformly informed. So did you Absolutely do this true. to solve a problem? It is, but that was just, like, mean. Like... And I get the show is like, it's supposed to be funny, but like, why? Like, you always get the feeling that they're kind of picking on the people they interview. Yes. Why pick on this dude? Like, why not give him, like, you could have shaped that interview to at least put him in a more favorable light. They, you're right. And that's what bothered me about that point. The, the, if you keep watching the episode, Mm -hmm. he, um, John Oliver asked people, basically his point was people it's too complicated an issue for like the average person to really understand because they don't understand the magnitude of it whatever but if you put it in the context of have you sent a dick pic recently and they go yeah i sent one they go okay the government can see that and then he goes through all the programs and he asks snowden based on this program how can they see the dick pic and he explains like Mm -hmm. oh in this program they can this program they can and people are uniformly like no that's a violation of my privacy whatever yeah and that yeah yeah so that's the point of it and it does kind of like to your point andy yes that is mean but then it kind of like turns around to that extent like he he explains that your dick pics can be seen through all these programs and maybe these things were put in like not this high-minded concept that he's talking maybe if you put it on that type of level people would care more about it possibly I, i don't People are idiots anyway. They'll just ignore it. Yeah. But like they do kind of give him some comeuppance on it. But 
Uh, I just want to get to Megan's email. She said, hi again, Chris, Andy, and Joey. Look at that. Hey. She included you, Joe. Uh, Chris, I shared with you John Oliver's interview with Ed Snowden, and you responded. I tweeted back to her. I said, watch the video. Definitely funny. But it does bother me how irrelevant Snowden is to the average person in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And she says, I had to email and tell her that I couldn't agree more. The sorrow and utter defeat in his face when Americans revealed they don't know who he is is heart-wrenching. And I agree. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, that really did bother me. Why are so many Americans under the impression that he had something to do with WikiLeaks? Guys, any thought on why do they think that Edward Snowden is Julian Assange? Because know. it was around the same time. <clears throat> They're not around the same time. No, it's because it was just uh, leaked information. That's right. the only uh, reason yeah. I think they're the same people. Right. It's a failure of our media. This is what I said to her in my email back to Megan. I said it's like a failure of our media, first of all, to just generally inform people. Yeah, well, obviously. And then it's also a willingness on the part of certain media organizations, Fox, different columnists, things like that, to say that this guy is a traitor. He's not a hero. It's also on the part of the White House. The White House released statements saying that he should be tried. This is yeah. illegal what he did. He's not viewed in a way in a positive light. So people just associate WikiLeaks, which was bastardized for what they did. And they just put it together and they go, oh, yeah, documents, blah, blah, blah. It's the Snowden's yeah. Assange, which is infuriating. And that's what hurts me to pay attention to this. But anyway, okay. The man tried so hard to find a credible journalist and documentary film director to help him articulate his information as responsibly as possible. Correct. And he did. It seems as though all he really needed was a clever marketing team to portray him as your friendly neighborhood sexy man. Oh, cute. A picture is worth a thousand words. And in America, a dick pic is worth a thousand NSA documents. Go figure it <laughs> Because that's the end result of the thing where it's like, oh, if he just said. See, yeah. but this is the thing. Like, that's a comedy bit. Yeah, maybe people would care for a day. That, oh, no, they saw my dick pic. But then you know what people would say? Well, I don't send dick pics, so I'm not worried about it. The same thing with the Jennifer Lawrence thing when all those came out. Oh, yeah. They go, well, she shouldn't have done it. That's people's response in America. Nobody cares unless it actually happens to them in Mm -hmm. a lot of cases. Okay? And that's what I fight against and I hope is coming across when we record these episodes. You have to care for everybody else. And you have to even care for people that you don't agree with because if their rights get taken away, that's also taking your rights away if you wanted to do something they disagree with. Right? That's the thing. You have Mm -hmm. to fight for everybody's right. Even if it's ugly and you don't necessarily agree with them, it's important. Okay? She goes... Megan continues, as you guys know, I'm from Toronto. We sure do. And you might find it interesting to know that Snowden is the talk of the town here. I do find that interesting. Way to live in a nice society. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I took a history of uh, modern espionage class last year. Our instructor spent two hours discussing his impact specifically and the state of intelligence and national security in a post 9-11 world more broadly, which Hmm. that sounds like a very cool class. It definitely does. I would love to take that. Absolutely. Maybe we should start one here. Maybe we should. Uh, Yeah, maybe we should. Yeah. Hmm. Um, We're going to get to some 9-11 related in a little bit, but we'll get to that in a minute. Just I just wanted to read this final part and then we can kind of move on. But I'd encourage people to check out the video. Snowden has come up outside of classrooms in recent weeks as well because Canadians are being confronted with their very own Patriot Act. Bill C-51 has been proposed by the Harper government and is now being scrutinized by the House Public Safety Committee. Uh, And then she put a link Mm -hmm. where you can read about it and whatever. Um, So thank you, Megan. Thank you very much again. Always very insightful. And also, congratulations, she started writing a column on the NATO Council of Canada's website. She said she was inspired... By the Mandatory Samson podcast. So good oh, for nice. you. And Thank you. Really cool to hear. Like I told you, I'm going to read the um, your column. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I will read that. Uh, so, Megan, thank you very much. Thank and anybody you. else that wants to email us, mandatorysamson.gmail.com. We really appreciate it. And uh, who knows? You might end up on the program. So, anyway, Joe, you got any, um, I don't know, you got any thoughts when you watch that? Like, how do you feel about it? 
You see what I'm saying? No, right? no, no. Like, I, uh, I totally understand what you're saying, and I actually feel horrible too when you have this man who gave up everything to sit there and be bastard to be made fun of right. by some comedian by ha- holding a laptop and playing. Uh, People who don't know who he is is ridiculous. And some fucking British comedian, too. You don't like it, love it, or leave it, buddy. That's how I feel. <laughs> I always say that. Always. Um, yeah, no, I know. And I mean, I get it. It's a joke. But that was always something that bothered me even with The Daily Show or Colbert. Like, yeah, they are shining a light on things. But the John Stewart, to me, never went the extra one step that I needed him to take. Yeah. Where he would always stop short at joking. Mm. He would never yeah, actually yeah, yeah. Take, go, that extra take that leap. one where he's now a leader. He would never yeah. put himself in the position of being a leader. He, amazing social commentary, did shine a light on a lot of things and did some stuff for veterans and people. Yes. First responders for 9-11. Of course, he did a lot of good work. But for my taste, he never took it that one step further where it's like, okay, now this guy's doing good for society as a whole as opposed to just being entertainment. Right. He never wanted to do and, that. And fine. But, and, and that seems to be the lock and point today. What? That no one's willing to take that one. No, everybody wants set. to just be entertaining and nobody wants to actually make a make a well, point and try to make a difference. No, but that's the point of the show, man. You can't expect him to do that. But the point of the show well before he took over was just be funny. Then he took it to a political level. If you're going to go that far, if you're going to have the rally for truth or whatever, remember? Like yeah. The thing yeah, he did, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Fucking do it. Stop just pretending to be or stop Put being... Put pussyfooting around. Yeah, yeah. quit, quit putting, pussyfooting around. Exactly. And... John Oliver, I think, has taken it now even even closer to that level, but he's still not quite there. But at least he did put Snowden on TV, and it's given the guy a little. Um, That's you know, true. Whatever, like keep the guy in your in your consciousness as you're going about these things, because he's a crucial figure, and I think he deserves a lot of respect for what he did. Okay, so that's basically it. I have. Let's see. I mean, how, how far are we in? 42? Yeah, we got time. We're mm-hmm. doing good. Okay, this is quick. Jokar Sarnayev, the uh, little son of a bitch that was involved in the Boston Marathon bombing. He has been found guilty of 30 counts uh, nice. re- regarding the bombing, mm-hmm. and now they're deciding whether they're going to execute him or not. I'm good either way, but at least he's found guilty, and that's fine. So, yeah. Um, that's, that's that. I'm using that as a jump off point into this next thing which is interesting and i told andy before the show this is something you two are gonna have to guess something Ooh, okay. i love guessing i know okay what so I, I just let that one go you see i didn't yeah yell yeah, yeah yeah you're doing better thank you um all right so <laughs> since 9 11 this report yes. came out from the heritage foundation uh-huh. which is a right-wing think tank and this was on fox news yes i do go on foxnews.com just to see what the fuck's going on over there they released this article Okay. Since 9-11, how many... Oh, you guys are seeing it. How many terror plots, and we'll go one at a time, how many terror plots do you think have been f- either foiled or found out about that would have taken place in the United States since 9-11? No, the, uh, like true terror plots, like the whole thing ran through? Like, no, a- no. Absolute, no. No, like... Foiled terror plots. Right, things that they have intercepted like they mm-hmm. found out some of them did go and through stopped it like the boston oh, bombing the boston okay. bombing is one of them that counts that that they didn't how get. is that foiled no i'm saying either ones that did take place oh or ones that they oh, found out oh, about okay. and did foil okay. all right so, so we boston gotta pick on terror plots all together boston bombing counts the richard <clears throat> reed the shoe bomber is one of them you know things like that or things that you just found out about that didn't actually happen okay that we didn't all right, all right. okay so joey would you like to guess first I'm going to go eight. 
Eight. All right, got Andy. I have no, I have no idea. Right, um, which is interesting because it's something that is always talked about in America. Oh, terrorism! This, terrorism, right, right, that. right. You don't have any idea how many they fucking. No, know. and you would like to think if they do stop a lot of them, then they don't want the media to get a hold of it. You right, know, they want to, they want us to think we're safe as much as possible. Yes, um, but they also want us to think that we're not safe. True. <laughs> but also, you would hope that there wouldn't be a need for that, that there aren't individuals out there who are trying oh, to but have I think there are. plots. No, but I know there are people doing it. Yeah. But to me, I'll say this before you guys. The number is where I think it should be. Like, that's the number that I was like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And I th- and it also feeds into how I think, yeah, they're over-exaggerating this threat. So I gave you a little bit of a hint there. Eight is too low, dummy. But... <laughs> uh, 29. Okay, it's 64. I was going to say 72. Damn it. Shit, that would have been nice. Um, so, okay. So, so it's 64? 64. To me, that doesn't seem like the type of problem where we have to violate all of the American citizens' rights to stop. Since two- How many other countries? Like, did they this is shine US. any... No, did they shine any light on, though, like, maybe, like, Britain's had, like, X amount of terror plots against them? Like, no, it didn't say that. In I that. would be interested to see, like, how like what's the norm for most countries mm. yes that uh, you're right i probably should have got the information on that but well we'll no, no no we'll update it next week but okay so 64 teraplots it's 911 to me that seems like a reasonable number like you know that people are trying to attack america you know that that yeah. you know there are people out there that are trying to do fucked up things to me 64 seems like yeah that's probably what it's always been it see it's honestly it seems a little low to me though well you guessed 8 so well <laughs> I, I was guessing that it, people wouldn't be trying to do it, but for t- 20 years, that seems... Yeah, 15 It's years. been 14. Yeah, 14, 14, 15 years. But, okay. But let, here, I have a couple of examples. This is That's the, true. Actually, I was thinking like 64 this past year. Right. Uh, no, it's 14 years. That's not bad. That's, that's like... That's like... Yeah, it's reasonable. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, 10. I don't know. I can't... It, it's like eight or a year. Right, exactly. Right. I was going to say, actually, it is kind of close to 80. It's like six a year, right? It's less than six. So that's not even bad. No, that's okay. These are some of the examples. December 2001, failed shoe bomber, like I said, Richard Reed, which, okay, he got to the airport and got on the plane. Hmm? Why don't we just beef up that type of security? Like We already did beef up that security. But obviously, it's not. All it does is make people take off their shoes, but they didn't make him take his shoes off. Oh, is that why that started? Yes. Okay. Well, Mm -hmm. but that's stupid. All right. Fine. So they caught Richard Reed. Puts a bomb in their shoe. This idiot. Yeah. And then he tried to set it on fire. Like With like matches. <laughs> right. Now listen to some of these. This is what's interesting. So the number 64, which isn't a high number to me, that seems reasonable. No, it seems But right. then if you take some of the ones that they're counting as things that they stopped. Yeah. It's no, like, give me one. Give me the one. Give me even one. Like somebody had like 12 ounces of shampoo instead of eight. And they're like, hey, guys. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. They're all like high-fiving and shit. May 2002, radical, radicalized former gang member Jose Padilla was arrested for allegedly plotting to detonate, quote, a dirty bomb. The hell is it? He farted? Yeah, he yeah he, he ate a bunch. Of, yeah, he shit his pants and then <laughs> lit it on fire. I don't think that's what they mean. Arrested for bomb. plotting to detonate. So it's like he didn't even do it. Okay, so that's not all right. That's not so even they found thing. a notebook with like I kind of want to blow up an airport. Exactly. Yes. So that and that, they were like, all right, we got another one. Are we you, got one. Are you scared yeah. about that? Do we think that we need like armed guards all over the place because of shit like that? Lyman Fa- Lyman Ferris of Columbus, Ohio, arrested for conspiring to destroy the Brooklyn Bridge. Now, was that is that in the planning phase? Are we going to count planning phase? As yes, like, absolutely. But that's intent. absurd. That's intense. No, sh- that's pre-production. You can't exactly. <laughs> like, 
if he yeah they're still doing rewrites of the, of the <laughs> script yeah. at that point if he's <laughs> he's still in ohio he's never even been to new york at this right point. so yeah. if you stop a guy in ohio who wants to blow up the brooklyn bridge did you really stop a terror plot or is that okay, just something fine. you're calling terrorism and to be fair the brooklyn bridge is probably the only bridge the kid actually knows by name in new york yeah, right, right. You know, it's like, a, it's like way, way back there. He's like, oh, Brooklyn Bridge, that's famous. I'll blow that up. No. Yeah. Let me, hold on. Let me find one more that's just ridiculous. Uh, see, it's all like planning to bomb. Yeah. yeah. I, there's a lot of people I bet planning to bomb, but mm. okay. Alton Nolan, a lone wolf radical who had frightened coworkers at an Oklahoma meatpacking company with his, <laughs> with his Islamic extremist rantings, decapitated a woman he worked with before a company executive could shoot him. He is awaiting trial. That's not a terror plot. That's a nut who cut somebody's head off. Yeah. That's a murderer. Yeah. That's a crazy person. Yeah. Who so, shouldn't have been working in a, what, a meatpacking yeah, place? Yeah. Yeah. No, in Oklahoma. Dangerous. Fucking Oklahoma every week. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, is that really something that we, we should be worried about? That's not 9-11. That's not a 9-11 type thing. No. no. So that's what I'm saying. Like, the overreaction to 9-11 has caused myriad problems throughout the world. And this is just an example of that we're probably wasting resources. They also go on to say... Um, the Heritage Report said legitimate government surveillance programs and a comprehensive counterterrorism counterterrorism strategy are vital components of U.S. national security, both home and abroad. So they're supportive of a legitimate surveillance program, but mm. I'm sure they're fine with what's going on. Quote, if the United States is to thwart lone wolf terrorist attacks successfully, it must put effective community outreach operations at the tip of the spear. I agree. You can't allow people to just become disenfranchised and like on the fringe of society. But I also disagree with the idea that we're going to be able to stop all lone wolf terrorist attacks. They're lone wolves. You don't know what they're doing. They're loners. They're by themselves. So if nobody's talking to them, how the fuck are you going to know? Mm -hmm. But I guess that goes along with the outreach thing. But anyway, that was something I wanted to talk about last week, but we had a lot to talk about. It's just interesting that it's only 60. The number is only 64. You would think thousands and thousands of plots, the way that it's talked about. You would think so. Well, my only issue with that is... Again, people shouldn't be plotting terrorist plan, uh, plots, but if you're going to, you you would have to assume that there are people looking out for you for planning them, so you have to do it in a more, you know, sneaky way, I guess. So any terror- like You can't be fucking stupid about it. Any terrorists that are listening, take Joey's advice. <laughs> Try to be a little more sneaky. <laughs> right? Is that yes. what you're saying? Okay. Uh, Thanks, all right. Joey. Thanks, Joey. That was very insightful <laughs> commentary on the terrorists. All right. That's basically it. I have one more. Oh, God. Why? What's the matter? Nothing. It's going great. It is going great. We're, it's fine. We have, I have one more, and it's not that big a deal, but this Dodo, the Dodo.com, where I found the uh, thing about the elephants last week. Kind of like the Dodo book? Also, that's exactly what it's for. I hey. found... Very good, Joey. Dynamite dropping. Yeah. Uh, this one I also found on there. It's a, Well, I saw it on TV, and then I found the link on mm-hmm. the Dodo, but this commercial set me off. I don't even know what I was watching. But it, it made me mad because I hate, like we talked about last week, I know I'm not in the same like uh, rare form that I was, but I hate corporatization. I hate fucking over PR nonsense. And this commercial epitomizes that. It's a it did it for you? Yes. It's a SeaWorld commercial that I saw, and it reminded me very much of the BP oil spill commercials. Oh, God. It's like, yeah, come yeah, on yeah. down to Louisiana. Like, everything's fine. Like, no, yeah. nothing's fine. You're no. eating Corexit with all those shrimp. All right. So <laughs> your brain is getting eaten by Corexit. All right. So this is a SeaWorld commercial. <laughs> all those shrimp. <laughs> I had crawfish. Them all eyes the crawfish. Fell out. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. Um, they were green. <laughs> yeah, it's a nightmare. It's still a disaster. Yeah. So I'm going to play this SeaWorld commercial 
that's it. I just want to shine light on it. We can talk about it and then I'll be done. But th this fucking irritates the shit out of me. There's some facts about SeaWorld we'd like you to know. Ugh, hold on. I'll start over. That's Lara, who's a veterinarian at SeaWorld. She's Sea cute, World. though. She's, she wasn't paid handsomely. There's some facts about SeaWorld we'd like you to know. We don't collect killer whales from the wild and haven't for 35 years. With the highest standard of animal care in the world, our whales are healthy. They're thriving. It wouldn't work Bullshit. here if they weren't. And government research shows they live just as long as whales in the wild. That I did research about that. That's extremely unclear. Whales' lifespans vary completely. They oh. can live between like 30 and 80 years, 50 and 100 years. So it all yeah, depends. It, yeah. Okay. Depends on if they smoke 10 or 40 cigarettes <laughs> a day. That's right. But not of Chesterfields. If you smoke Marlboros, no, yeah, it yeah, might yeah. affect you. Chesterfield cigarettes, no adverse effects to the throat or lungs. Whales, we have a great responsibility to get that right. And we take it very seriously. Because we love them. And we know you love them, too. Ugh, get the facts. Ask SeaWorld.com. Go fuck your mother. Get I, the facts from them. Make sure you get the facts from that's them. That's what it was. No, it, nowhere else. That's awesome. Right. Like, when, when the BP, this reminds me so much of the BP thing. It's yeah. probably the yeah. same idea, the same agency even that did it. When the BP oil spill came, it was like, get the facts. The BP loves ocean clean dot com. You know, it's BP like, loves clean oceans dot com. Yeah. No, dude. We were all watching the news with that pipe spewing for, like, nine days. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right. That's right. The pipe. Yeah, yeah, I would watch that shit. There would all the be time. like that live cam for like eight <laughs> days in a row where and it was still just going. spewing into the Gulf. Yeah, it, it's absolutely absurd. I wrote just a couple of quick facts to co to contrast with that thirty second nonsense that they just put on. I fucking hate that commercial. <laughs> I hate it so much. I can tell. It stands for everything that I hate. It, you are deliberately lying. Li you're mm -hmm. just distorting facts. And you're acting as like, we love whales, do you? Then why do you have them in that tiny little cell? Bullshit. Well, yeah, why are you doing that? There's also terrible pictures on the So little children can see them and pet them? Yeah, here, you want to see a whale that got bit by another whale and then scratched its face on a grate? No. If you go to the Dodo article, look at that. Does that, no. whale, look, does that whale look healthy to you? No. No, okay. At the SeaWorld one? Yeah. What happened? It. Well, I'm going to read you. Multiple recorded injuries and wounds experienced by orca whales in SeaWorld's care. The whales have reportedly suffered physical injuries from chewing on metal grates, oh. overexposure to sun, and interactions with, the, with aggressive whales, who, by the way, are aggressive because they're in captivity. Exactly. Oh. Uh, I love when a whale eats a trainer every once in a while. I do, though. too. It's like my <laughs> oh favorite my thing in the world. I do, too. Yeah. Fuck you. Because you deserve it. You definitely deserve it. SeaWorld's orca whales can also suffer from, quote, psychosis as a result of captivity exhibited by repeated stereotypic behavior and anxiety, which is what we dealt with with the poor Elef elephants rocking back and forth. Yeah, which breaks my heart. Many of the whales were administered diazepam, oh, the generic good. name for the drug Valium, to temper this behavior. At least one nursing female was given the drug, which is against veter veterinary guidelines. Obviously, no. because you wouldn't give a pregnant woman uh, Valium. But yeah. Lara's a vet, and she loves the whales, and she treats them right. The whales love yeah. Damn right the whales love me because I drug them and then I stroke <laughs> their whale penis and then I go home and I tell my husband he's inferior. What? Lara, that's a weird personal admission to make in this 30-second ad. I don't understand it. Uh, all right. So anyway, so fuck SeaWorld. Stay on top of that. If, yeah. if, if anybody from SeaWorld shows up at your door, kick him in the dick and put him in a, in a, in a whale tank or something. Yeah. No, we actually, we don't, we're not into drowning uh People I'm not saying drown them. I'm just saying make them just swim kick them in day the tank. and night. Yeah, kick in them a in the shit tank. tank. Yep. <sighs> so that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I have. Um, Andy, do you have anything that you wanted to get to here? Mm. We got plenty of time. We yeah, got plenty I of know time. we do. Um, I don't know. Joey, do you have anything? Uh, I actually do have one thing I that wanna... I want to talk about. Oh, yeah. Didn't 
So we're going to do three warheads as I give the story? Yeah, I'd love that. And okay. I, I will say this. You, you want to pick out the three warheads? Just go for it. We don't have to be crazy about it. Just eat, eat three warheads. Right, and just we eat three different kinds, though. Uh, it has same, to be different kinds. Yeah. They at have the same time kinds. and just keep get it going. Get the blue raspberry one, too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go. Keep it going while you're talking about your stories, which two of them I think I'm excited to talk about, right? We, we okayed two? Yes. You, yeah. I thought okay like, we were doing this. Yeah, we are doing it. All it's right, happening. Good. I'm going to have one. Joe's going to have three or four or five while we while we keep talking here. This is going to be the most annoying episode. <laughs> ever to it's, listen it just, to with all of us just like sucking on hard candy <laughs> like right, it's a retirement go. home it, it is <laughs> it is what it is maybe sucking on hard candy like it's a retirement home could be a good uh, so, possible title hold on joey okay uh andrew you're gonna pick a song for the end of the episode is that correct i already have it picked out really actually. what is that song it's, big guy uh, rockefeller by disco biscuits i haven't listened to them in a while and on the way here today i listened to it and it's a really great song never heard of that um I'm excited. Yeah, I've heard I, of Disco Biscuits. Yeah, I used to go see them like all the time. Like we, like I think I've been to like 85 shows of theirs. I wow. Okay. Yeah. Like you're, we used to so do all into the time. It. That's 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 great. Yeah. I never got into music that way. I love music. It's like a weird thing. To well, say. I love music. They're but. they're a jam band like Fish. So like you go see them. Like we would go for like three weeks at a time, like all over oh, the country, and then come back. It's cool as fuck. Be smelly and dirty. Mm-hmm. It was fun though. It was a lot of fun to that's do. It's really really cool. Yeah. When you're like 19 to like 23. Very fun. Uh, all right, so Rockefeller by Disco Biscuits will close yeah. out this episode, uh, a phenomenal episode of the Mandatory Samson Podcast. If you like it, tell a friend, share it. Uh, tell your grandma to listen to it and share it with her nursing home friends or go to a random mall and play it out of a boombox. Do what you got to do, but share this podcast. Joey, a mouthful of warheads and a brain full of uh, information. Tart. All right. So in L.A., there have been seven mysterious signs that say no Kardashian parking anytime. Turns out that there's an artist who's known as Plastic Jesus. You look uncomfortable. I am. Who's basically LA's equivalent to uh, Banksy. Uh-huh. And he put up these traffic signs. Which I reject that immediately, that he's anything like Banksy. He's not Banksy. I know, but that's what they equate him to. Yeah, because LA. All right, go ahead. Yeah, because it's LA, exactly. So, um... He said that the reason he's doing, uh, he believes that we've allowed mainstream media to become so profit-driven. We are sacrificing genuinely news stories to satisfy our that appetite for um, celebrity obsessions. Yeah, we have the the who who's he referring to there? That me, you, Andy, Evan, all people. We've done that. Or no, no, has, not us. Has the profit-driven like corporations decided that we don't need to know information? We should just watch Kim Kardashian shake her ass. Which, great as part of a balanced breakfast, Kim Kardashian's ass is not a problem. No. If you're mixing in, you know, important things mm-hmm. like we talk about on the show, yeah, you can mix in some of this, this the candy, some of the warheads at the end. Yeah, it's fine. But whatever, I kind of get the guy's point. But well, yeah. but that like goes back to where like. Some people think that, like, everybody in our generation gets our news from, like, The Daily Show. You know what right. I mean? Like, that yeah. we don't understand that it's satirical, which I Absolutely, think. but like I was saying, maybe The Daily Show has to understand that it's that some people are just getting the news from them. You got to be a little more serious sometimes, and you have to just make sure. a point, make mm-hmm. a call to action. Yeah. I think we kind of find a balance on this show, and I try to do that. Not that I'm comparing us to The Daily Show yet, but mm. I think we do a good job of mixing in funny things yeah. i think we are light about certain topics but we also can really get into it i, I think that's important yeah Go ahead, yes so he's also known for other artworks he turns out to be a uh, photojournalist from london who came to la so he's okay. been piecing out on it is it possible that he is years. banksy 
No. Why not? Uh, because there's confirmation that he's plastic Jesus and not Banksy. You, Unless... You, you understand what does that, that mean? Yeah, you, you, it says it on his ID. <laughs> plastic I'm just Jesus. Say his birth certificate says plastic <laughs> Jesus. It could be the same guy. It probably isn't, but I'm just speculating. But you, you ruined it, guys. Yes. Um, so he's also known for uh, back in February there was a huge Oscar statue that appeared of a uh, guy on all fours blowing coke. He was the one who did that one, right? Which that's kind of cool, I guess. Although, what's his point there? Like celebrities do coke. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the other one he they did sure do. was yeah. last year. They sure do. So. He had an Oscar statue with a needle coming out of it for uh, sophomore Earth. Seymour. <laughs> I, was I always mess up his Philip name. Seymour Hoffman. Hoffman, which was sad. God rest him. Yeah, I loved him. I had actually had a great joke. Not a great joke. I'm not going to say that. But I was doing open mics for a while, mm-hmm. and it was right when Philip Seymour Hoffman died. Here, you guys want to hear my joke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good to us. Uh, so, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman died, and that sucks it's like it's really sad because that guy was a phenomenal actor and just a good guy and it's sad to see him die it's like but it just makes me wonder like wh- why can't shitty actors die instead like a, a paul walk oh never mind <laughs> <laughs> got good responses uh yeah. that's actually a pretty funny joke that's yeah, not bad right yeah. yeah except that it is about paul walker though yeah it's okay well oh, god okay. rest him yes it's just a joke and yeah. then the the other famous god form- rest him or whatever <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, too dead too soon. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Uh, And the last piece of artwork he's known for is graffiti of uh, Lance Armstrong cycling with an attached uh, HIV bag. HIV? No, Uh, IV. IV bag. What the hell is an HIV bag? (laughs) I meant IV bag full of HIV (laughs) circulating through your veins. Run away! Lance Armstrong has a bag of AIDS! Uh, Alright, so, okay. Alphabet soup. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Yamanika called it yesterday, and I was laughing my ass off. That's hilarious. Yamanika Saunders, host of Ranting and Raving. And, funny girls on oxygen. Great. She's great on it. Uh, It's really good. It premiered. Monday yes, or did. Tuesday, rather. Uh, I think it's every Tuesday at nine o'clock. Watch you guys it. should check it out, Funny Girls. And you should also check out Ranting and Raving with Yamnik and Friends, Side Eye, Chloe, Hilliard. Joey, nice. you got one more story, yes. correct? Uh, should I you... pop in two, three I, more? I was going to suggest throw in a couple more of those warheads and let's uh, finish this off strong. All right. Listen, everybody listening, I hope you're enjoying this episode. Last week's episode got a lot of comments, as I think it should have, because. We got pretty serious about a lot of stuff. The amount of like oh, rattling yeah. and nonsense in the background is unbelievable. Um, I don't even know what I was going to say. Forget it. Joey, put the warheads in and let's uh, continue with the program. Okay. Ugh. Oh, How are you even doing <laughs> <laughs> How many have you had? I lost count. A lot. A lot. <laughs> it actually warns on the thing. It's like if, if your name starts with J and you eat more than 12, you're probably going to be in the morgue. Yeah. All right. So. Oh, God. <laughs> so a blogger gets 20 years. Right. Her name is Lacey Spears. <laughs> she's, she's 27. She's been sentenced for 20 years in prison because she virtually killed her five-year-old son. What? Virtually killed? Like in The Sims? No, no, no. <laughs> she killed her five-year-old son. Oh, that's not Turns funny. out, how'd she virtually kill him? <laughs> she did kill him. Oh, Jesus I'm, 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Joey's fucking dying right now Ugh. Keep going Joey Alright so she So the kid had a feeding tube This is my favorite bit 
that we've done on the show for sure. <laughs> so the kid has a feeding tube and she was putting salt <laughs> in a feeding tube. It's, it's so funny <laughs> so that you're just <laughs> laughing hysterically about the murder of a child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. not right. <laughs> it's so not right. <laughs> this is a serious story. She was a blogger and she was blogging about how sick the kid was. He had a feeding tube and she would used to put salt in it. So after five years of the kid being tortured, he, he finally died. Oh, that poor oh my kid. That's God. actually horrific. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually crying. You're a sick fuck that you would <laughs> laugh through that. That is a terrible so, story. So the answer is if you have six foreheads in your mouth, you will cry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Joey. I, that's okay. actually that's actually a terrible story. Yeah, it is. What is that Munchausen syndrome? Where she, well, what was wrong with the kid? Why was he on a feeding tube to begin with? Uh, it, it virtually was like Munchausen syndrome that she was getting off on getting the kid sick, and she was right. trying to profit from it from being a blog and writing it on, uh, about the. Wow, what oh. a sick fuck! Yeah. Oh, wow! But it turns out she does have a mental, well, mental well, disorder. Uh, clearly, yeah. But I can't pronounce it, so I didn't write it down. Do, do, do you put one more warhead in? You're getting punished for that. You write it down at least, so that way we can pretend to know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, that so that that's what you wanted to end the show with. This mom killed her kid with salt. Yes, bro. Oh. <laughs> Ew. But I didn't think my entire mouth was gonna be for a warhead. Ah, oh, well, it sure is. That, <laughs> that happened. All right. Well. I think this was a great episode. I do too. I really liked the ending to that. That felt good. Uh, I think we touched some good topics. This was less of a um, intense episode. Like last week, we had a very intense episode, and I encourage you to go back and listen to it if you haven't heard it. But, yeah. Um, you know, it is what it is. Some of the redness is starting to come out of your face, so okay, that's a little bit better. We're good because it did get intense. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it intense. looked intense, real intense. I'll be honest with you. If if one single warhead had the power of eight of them. That are in my mouth right now, that would be impressive. Oh, well, super warheads. You're okay. suggesting. All right, we'll All right. get on that. We'll talk to the warheads people. Um, everybody that is listening, thank you for listening. We truly appreciate it. This is so fun every week for us to come in. I get excited all week. I bookmark shit. I'm like, Andy, you got stories? Yeah, I got something to talk about. We're going to get Warheads for Joey. Joey's mm-hmm. pumped. He's always got something. It's great. Uh, and we really appreciate it. We love that you guys are enjoying the show. Um, yeah, man. Our subscriptions are going up. I think our plays are going up. It's great. Um, if you'd like to subscribe, go to soundcloud.com slash mandatory Samson. Like I mentioned, share it with your friends. They're probably going to like this show too. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't? Uh, you can also go on dailymotion.com slash standup New York labs. You can watch us live every Thursday at four o'clock. You could have seen Joey just torture himself with 600 warheads and crying and and crying. (laughs) Men don't cry. Men don't cry. No, that's not true. Men, men. I just saw a man cry like just 30 seconds ago. Right. You cried. I said I cried the other night. It's like we're all crying. Yeah, Yeah. we cried. Okay. Dailymotion.com slash stand up doing clubs. You can check us out. You can watch full episodes. You can watch all the other shows that we have out. Uh, There's full episodes up. All the time, uh, John Fatigate is just slaving away, editing video, posting it. You guys will really enjoy them, I think, if you check them out. Absolutely. You can also follow Stand Up New York Labs, the Mandatory Samson Podcast, and all the other shows at Audio Boom. It's a very cool uh, service. The app is really good. I like it. Uh, but make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud. Go on Twitter. You can talk to us. I'm at Man Samp. 
You can tell Joey, at Joey from Jersey, Jersey with a Z, how many warheads you've had today. And ask him <laughs> how his mouth is feeling because I'm sure he has no taste buds left. No, that's going to be awful. Like, I had, uh, three, I had three, and, like, I can't have any more today if I'm going to, like, enjoy a Gatorade later. Yeah, I've had three, four, maybe over the last three, four hours, and it's yeah. very uncomfortable uh, already. Yeah, I uh, don't want to anything anymore. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> a, a, at A underscore Lozy, L-O-Z-Z-I. Uh, you can get hit him on Twitter. Yep. You can also, like I mentioned, mandatorysamps.gmail.com, and you can get us, get at me on Snapchat, at Mansamp. Yep. I love it. Uh, Joe, you're on Snapchat? Yeah, Joey from Jersey with a Z. Jesus, the amount of saliva that's in your mouth is sickening and horrifying. Joey from Jersey with a Z. Andy, you're not on Snapchat, but you got to get on it. No, I well, I'm going to get uh, an iPhone 6 like next week. So I, once I get the 6, I will, uh, I'll put Snapchat on there and I'll get cracking. And it'll probably be by the same name. Nice. So um, yeah, I think today was a good episode. All right. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this, Joey. <laughs> Thank you for making that sacrifice. You're welcome. How many of them you think I had? I counted anybody. I think you had upwards of four. I said fourteen. I had nine apparently. I was gonna say nine. I guess that's not fair because I was passing them out, but I wasn't counting them. Yeah, I don't know. Well, okay. Well, Joey. Wow. So nine really decimated you. That's a lot. That's rough. Okay. So keep that in mind. Nine or less warheads, and you're gonna be good to go. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We're gonna close the show with Rockefeller by Disco Biscuits, and we will talk to you all next week.